What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or a company, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in the slash industry and to show you guys what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has now turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your last journey and to give you guys a raw version of what things are really like. In today's episode, <laughs> we're talking about the dirty side of the lash industry. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the dirty, dirty. dirty. <laughs> the dirty Before we jump dirty. into it, we are super excited. We have a couple of guest speakers here today. Uh, if you guys don't know, a lot of you guys follow them already. This is Paul and Tustin Lubers. They are the owners and founders of Lashcast Podcast. Yes. They're also the ones that put on, I'm allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah, Lashcon. Okay, Lashcon. They are the ones that put on Lashcon. <laughs> for those of you guys who are familiar with it, we talked about it for the last, I don't know how many months, but yeah. uh, they are the ones that put LashCon on. Pleasure to have you guys. Yeah. No, Thank we're you. super excited. By the way, this table is so soft. <laughs> I just want to bring it up. We've been playing. Table. We've been doing ecstasy before this started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is, what's fun to do in Vegas? We're like, yeah. well, bring over how much time you got? Carpet, and we'll just have some fun with it. So, yeah, it's been wonderful. But no, we're super excited to be here. We found you guys, I think last... No, I think last spring is when we first saw your podcast. One of our team members actually brought you up and went, oh my gosh, we gotta watch it. And we've been fans of you guys ever since. And you guys came out to LashCon yeah. and killed it there. And uh, we're very excited. And uh, be on your show is like super honored. So we're very mm-hmm. thankful. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I always love about the way that you guys do things, the way you roll, um, especially in the podcast, is that you've always given things away for free. I mean, you it's not like you're guarding this close secret. It's like this is how we this is how we started. Yeah. These are the pitfalls that we made so that you guys can avoid those. Mm-hmm. And it's it's created a generosity, which is kinda like the opposite of what we're talking about today, which is kinda like the dirty side of the lash. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened, really want to talk about the dirty side, the old school way of doing things in our industry was to keep everything secret and all to yourselves. And we about two years ago started saying, well, we got to start changing that. And when we found you guys out, it was like, oh my gosh, it's catching on. There's people willing to finally give away information because the old school way was like, you had to take our training and then we'd allow you permission to buy our products. (laughs) And yeah, then you'd have the code that you can be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that it it kind of makes sense. You've got the information information this information is valuable and I'm not gonna let anybody have it until they pay yeah. right but the problem is is like how how do you even people know if they're they, they want to buy it's you know it stunted our industry I think it mm-hmm. slowed it down do you guys feel like you put a bullseye on your back uh, I no I mean it was it's harder because you know you do get like you're, you, you know you're like our team we had a salon at the time and, and they're listening and they're listening to what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're and paying they're attention to everything yeah. we say. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of that where you're a little like, we gotta make sure we're living truth. Not we're walking the walk fiction, and we're talking know, the talk. Put a picture out there of, it's all great, it's easy. And then meanwhile, back at home, the house is on fire and their children are <laughs> starving. And husband and wife are yeah. fighting the whole way. Yeah, yeah. I'm great, yeah. I'm really great. Yeah, yeah we love each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. I'm loving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so 
but it did force us to be a little bit more trying to be really honest and open. And I think that served us well. And I think we found our tribe who likes that and appreciates that. And I think, I bet you we have a lot of crossover, a lot of people that I think listen to us would follow you guys because you guys Absolutely. do the same thing. You guys yeah. just, and by the way, you don't paint this rosy picture that's all perfect and great and life is good. <laughs> you know, you guys have the ugly side of Instagram on your all over the place. Yeah. Like we're going to show you guys the real ugly side. I mean, you say it in your opening. Yeah. So for that, I, that's huge. And I, I appreciate it because I think that's the new trend. Mm -hmm. And it's been going for about a couple years now. And I just hope it continues to get that way because I think people are going to have a much better, real, raw, uh, honest, I guess, uh, information that allows them to make better decisions. So people aren't sold bill of goods and they're not about buying trains they don't need or they're not being. I know there's everyone's there's hucksters in every industry yes. and there's going to be people who going to exploit the industry if they of can. Course. And I think what you guys are doing is helping people to get away from that. So they, yeah. they will actually go to something good. Yeah. Well, I think that the, uh, the ugly part can sometimes come from within, within the industry. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I know that you guys have put stuff out there and then have gotten some blowback from it of by course. people being like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have other colleagues that, <laughs> that have done that too. Um, you guys have Helen 2424 on your guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't do that, you know? And it's like, there's always going to be people like that. Always I guess that's naysayers. kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. There's always I, naysayers. I think that the reason why we have like a bullseye on our back is just because we've come out like swinging pretty hard. Yeah. So I think that it's <laughs> just people are really just upset that like we're a few, like all of us are just a couple people that are really just giving out all this information and they're super OG and super upset about it. And it's yeah. actually taking from their business. Yeah. yeah. You know what's so, funny? When you say OG... It's such a new industry, right? Yeah. It's like really we were just talking about this, like yeah. literally yeah. right before we started here, we were saying, yeah. okay, we were asking Tessa, I'm like, when did you start lashing? She said, what, 2005? That's when I took my yeah. very first class. Took her very first yeah. class in 2005. Yeah. Like, by all intents and yeah. purposes, that's senior citizen standard. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know I'm saying, no, if I you know. think about it, you're like, that's not that long ago. No. no. But this industry is so new. It's so infant. But yeah. here's someone who started from that era yeah. who literally is out there giving away free stuff and helping trying to break that mold mm -hmm. when in, in all reality it's almost like a cult like nobody else is willing to kind of follow that template mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you're going outside of that template you're like automatically disowned from yeah I don't want to call I don't call it the, the crew well yeah the crew. I was just saying the last private club we all belong the to last, the yeah. last private club the yeah. last yeah. Illuminati yeah, yeah. yeah. Last that's Illuminati. Right. yeah. we've been kicked out I think <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think an, another reason why you have a little bit of a target is because of your big success. Yeah. yeah. And in some ways, you make it look easy. And I know that it has not been an easy road for you guys. No, we yeah. internalize. Yeah. yeah. We internalize everything, yeah. even yeah. all the way down that heart attack. I'm like, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I know. Stop. Well, That's anybody. Why we have Jack waiting for us when we're done no, here, right? Sure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But anybody who has any yeah. measure of success there you know you're successful not because you're complaining about it and mm -hmm. it's like you you know heavy is the crown that they say but you're, you're there's there's a suffering to it you know yeah. and i think people see you guys have relatively come out of nowhere i mean mm -hmm. us in one year we just found out about you last year and already in one year that i first saw you you've gone from just this little podcast to now product lines and then you start sharing other things you guys are doing with, with the van delivering stuff yeah. i mean you guys are just trying to find every way possible to serve your community mm -hmm. which is what we celebrate we love that and yeah. i think it's it, some other people have been sitting around and i know that some people have communicated to me not about you guys but generally just feel like well i've been around for this 10 years i'm like well no one's stopping you yeah it's it, yourself you're stopping yourself but they will then disparage someone else because they haven't made it as big as right. they wish and that's not it's it's 
it's not that it's not fair. This is not a game of fair. It's yeah. really in the end, it's about you it's doing the, the game work. Game of business, and you yeah. do your hard work. And some will win, and some won't. Some will win bigger, some will win less, and that's okay. As long as you're doing the hard work and doing what you felt called to, then stop worrying about what other people think. I think we right. see a lot yeah. of that parasititis and. Yeah. Well, there's many ways to skin a cat. Oh, or uh, we're, we're not supposed to say that, that right? We're there's many ways. Here. There's many ways to On apply a laugh. <laughs> yeah. right? right. So um, change is hard for everybody. If you've been doing something, so, you know, a certain way for so long, people bristle at change, right? But my philosophy is that the pie is big enough. Yeah. And there are many different uh, opinions. Many different people. Uh, p- different people have different opinions. Yeah. Some like apples. Some like. Onions, <laughs> supposed to be onions. Anyway, um, th- but the point is, is that if that's working for you, you're not going to share anything. I mean, go ahead and do it. You know, you don't have to disparage other people for that. I think yeah. just let people do their own thing and see where the chips fall. You know, if it works for other people, it works for them. You know, yeah. it's not. It do doesn't you, have to be an assault. Would you guys say that so many people have done? the things they're doing only because they've seen somebody else do it yeah, and yeah. not thought for themselves like, and said, because yeah. I, feel, I feel like you're like, well, XYZ mm-hmm. salon did it. So that, that's why we do it. Well, but why? Well, that's because XYZ is yeah. 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 they seem to be doing okay on right. Instagram. Like they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're wiping their, their butt with hundred dollar bills. So yeah. it's gotta be the way to do it. And it's such a new industry. It's like, well, why don't you try and break the mold up and do something? And like uh-huh. when somebody does it, it was like, Oh, Why did yeah. they just do that? Exactly. And I think Mind that's blown. what we were just talking about with like social media. It's like, you know, all these up and coming or already existing companies or solo lash artists, they have like these social media, like their Instagram and Facebook and everything's amazing. Like yeah. there's not one flaw on there. No, like it's perfect. everything looks so perfect. Like, oh, their life's so perfect. Their business, their work, everything. And everything in this industry is so visual. It's like with us, I think we've just been like, okay, well, these are the mistakes we've made. I mean, a lot of mistakes, especially lately, huge financial. So I think people have kind of opened up to like all of us because we're actually showing like the human side like this is stuff mm-hmm. that really takes place this is stuff that really happens and they're like okay you know. I know I'm just, I, just, I, just <laughs> I know we're like he's like yeah 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 <laughs> um, so I think that that draws attention to to us because mm-hmm. we're like hey this is like the real shit that goes on you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. so what, what would you guys say <laughs> I guess diving into the ugly it's yeah. tough to dive into the ugly side yeah. without um, we don't want to complain here and bitch right. about stuff I mean, yeah like it's gonna be negative we're taking all of you down <laughs> to, <laughs> we're all going down together yes. okay um, well, you know, people will kind of just copy what they've seen done, right? Mm-hmm. So even like talking about prices, we were listening to another podcast, I can't remember which one it was, but people were like, how do you set your prices? Well, maybe a trainer comes in and say, at first you're gonna start off at $50 or whatever it is, and then you're gonna graduate to 75 And they just do something because it's been, they've seen that before, yeah. how they're launching their their um, their business or, or whatever it is, but it, it it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, you look at me. I'm like, looking at you. Looking at you. <laughs> I've actually kind of the forgot side my of business thought. right now, and I'm like, this isn't so ugly. This is, I think, more the stupid side of our business. Well, I'm, <laughs> well okay, here's, so here's the ugly part: is that people have we, seen, you know, oh, I have to look perfect. I absolutely have to look perfect. My my Instagram has to be this way. Now, I know that some people, ha- you know, make their their Instagram look inspirational, aspirational, yeah. because they're trying to encourage people. But sometimes people don't know that and they think, oh, that's how it has to be. And they kill themselves yeah. to try to have the same kind of glamour. And that's not for everybody. Not everybody is. I think, I'll just say, it. I think people should be spending less time on Instagram. I just, as a general practice, I think most mm-hmm. people, you're, 
envy and your unhappiness goes up the more you spend time on Instagram. The yeah. studies have shown it. If you spend five hours a day compared to someone who spends 30 minutes, that person who spends five hours is less happy than the person who just spent 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'm guilty. Like I, yeah. fall, I fall into that trap. Yeah. I, I'll never forget like when we first started like selling products. Like I, I'm like, I'm like, man, our warehouse looks pretty good. What is you know X Y Z's warehouse? Yeah, like, yeah. I start thumbing through. I'm like, damn, their warehouse is so big, and it's yeah. so like, God, we suck. Yeah, no, suck. yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. you were like, on you Zillow sh- and everything. Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I found like, I found their building on Zillow. It's only 4,500 square feet. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what. No, oh, I feel. And then I, like, someone actually shows me like a video. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh. Yeah. 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 No, well, it's so easy to do that. Instagram is kind of like porn. I mean, in porn. some ways, it, it appeals to our base basis. Well, there's you a know, chemical there, the, response you get. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from visual porn or from Instagram? Or both, actually. For both. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. from porn. No, porn does nothing. <laughs> no, but Mike, there's you a know. hook. Yeah. You know Ouch. <laughs> there's that husband and wife duo. All right. What is it called? Every man struggle, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh-huh. but nothing has str- stricken us except what is common to man, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we, we, we look at Instagram, we see these pretty pictures and it strikes envy and you know we you know i don't know it just it goes down to our and deepest that's parts. where we want to destroy others and we get yeah mad, we get angry then we start it brings out ugliness i, I know mm-hmm. i tell people you should just unfollow anyone that doesn't actually bring you any sort of joy or any happiness any value Makes you feel bad unfollow, about yourself just unfollow and truth is if you're following a bunch of lash brands with your main lash company that you're doing lashes out of utah or wherever you have the wrong audience. You're yeah. not reaching the right people. You right now are telling Instagram all you care about are lash stylists, lash brands, and that's what's gonna feed you and that's where you're gonna be found. And instead, what you wanna do is unfollow all the lash brands, follow all your local influencers, right. your mommy groups, all that stuff. Then you're gonna get real followers, then you have real engagement and you can actually build your business. But too many people, I think, in our industry right now, I've seen this in this last year especially, mm-hmm. are jumping on their new mm-hmm. lashes and they're instantly marketing their yeah. lash stylist. And mm-hmm. I do like, not understand yeah. that. Or tra- in like trainer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, yeah, I think that that goes into like people seeing like the visual effects of like, you know, owning a salon or whatever and they instantly wanna do that. Yeah. And, and before they're taking their lumps, they're just jumping in yep. and they're calling themselves like, you know, the master. master lash stylist, yeah. I hate that word. We never call anyone saw a master. Some places charge extra that for just yep. to be with a master. master. It's just like Yoda to show up in the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do your lashes for you. The oh fog, my the fog machine. To the car. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. order a master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next thing, wrestler runs out. Yeah. Jumps out. I'll do yeah, your no. lashes. The reason why I don't like that is because it. For me, it would feel like, oh, if I'm the master, then I've arrived. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, don't have to learn anymore. I don't have to learn anymore. It's like, I, you know, I think the best way to be, you know, and we all struggle with this, but is, is to, to clothe ourselves with humility because that way we can always still be learning. Yeah, of yeah. course. I agree. Oh, yeah. We had a humble pie this morning. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delicious. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. We eat so many We always do. Oh, yeah, I know. Say, if you own a business, you're eating humble pie every day. That's yeah, just part day. of it. Um, every day. I think, so one of the things I think Instagram really makes it look pretty and paints this picture that lashes are easy and being a trainer is easy and mm-hmm. owning a business Hell, they have the trainers out there tell people you're gonna go out and make yeah. 100 grand a year <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay me okay oh, all right yeah. I think 30 don't, don't, yeah. don't worry about the fact you don't have any personality and you can't engage your client you're gonna yeah. make 100 grand you're gonna make yeah. it no. so I think trainers right now this are a huge disservice going on in our industry between mm-hmm. trainers they are overselling things mainly because they just want training and I, I think some of them are doing mm-hmm. it because of the copycat syndrome like you guys said well that's what they learned from 
someone else. So they're yeah. just copying what they learned. That's what success looks, looks like. like. And so, so I will therefore I must. That. Yeah. But I think overall, I think the trainers, we and I've always wanted to do a symposium with trainers and sit down and go, guys, we're gonna teach you from the owner side of yeah. what type of crap you're putting us through. Okay, share with by, us. Well, I mean, the big thing is they're always telling people 50, 60, 70% commission is what you need to get from your yeah. boss. Let's start, let's go back one second here. Because we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this stuff right now, make sure you guys understand what he's about to tell you. He's about to explain the commission structure and why people do it just because they saw somebody else do it. Yeah. Give them the actual numbers and explain what we were talking about earlier. And, yeah. And also on that team-based pay. Yeah. I mean, basically with the whole idea of commission, which is what everyone teaches, all the trainers are telling you, if you're not getting your 70% commission, you should quit your you're job today. You're getting ripped off. You're being ripped off. Like, why should you build their business for them? Why who would, uh, who would say else? that? No, a lot of trainers say it. And oh, I've, I've actually, it. sorry, I'm just lovingly, stirring the pot. I'm stirring that pot. I, I'm lovingly <laughs> trying with some of the major companies, I've talked to some of them about it, and said, you know, it'd be really cool if you guys stopped talking about pay structures yeah. in your, your programs, because truth is, you're there to teach them about lashes, not how to run a salon. Right. Now, if you want to run a salon business That's a program, it's a separate yeah. course. Don't cramp. I mean, that's another problem I have with some trains is like they put like 80 billion things into one day yeah. of training. Like, mm -hmm. slow down. But let's get into the commission thing real quick. So right now, the average, I'd say, in our industry, most people think at least I should be making 50% mm -hmm. commission. Now, if you're making 50% commission, you're really, if, especially if you're not doing 1099s, which is what a lot of companies do, but people are going to realize they can't do that. Mm -hmm. So they're moving to the W-2s. Well, that means really you're paying about 60% commission because with federal um, taxes and all that, it's about 90% is what you're gonna be paying out. Right. So I always tell our staff, if you make $50,000 a year, we're paying $4,500 ourselves mm -hmm. on top of that. If you're 1099. In taxes. In taxes. If you're 1099, you actually have to lose that. You're gonna pay that 4,500 out of your pocket. So you're making less money as a 1099 than you would as a W-2. So mm -hmm. that's a benefit to the employee. Also, there's other benefits, I won't get into that. So anyway, so if you're paying 50% commission plus another 10 for taxes and all that, as a salon now, you are paying 60% just for the employees. Right. Then you add in supplies. Um, the average you know, rent is about 10% of your budget, usually if you're good. If you're bad, some salons go too big, they get too much ego. Yeah. They're paying 15, 20% of their revenues are going towards their rent. All of a sudden, there's no way mathematically you can actually pay your bills unless the owner doesn't get paid. And right. most, most salons, people don't know this, especially in the hair world, the salon owner doesn't make a dime. They're just doing it. I've met many, in fact, I've met a couple of national trainers who've told me off the record, like I don't tell me anyone, I have a salon, I make zero off my salon. Wow. I work as a trainer, that's where my money comes from, my salon is for my ego. That's all it's in for. In terms of profitability as well, um, it's if you're doing well in the beauty industry for hair, yeah. the profitability is 4%. Now, this is coming from 4, yeah, four to 7. Four, you mean so you're making a 4% profit. This is based upon a Salon Today article where they in the said- the top 200 uh, salons. Top 200 salons. These are the top 200 salons in North America are killing it, supposedly. They only make, in 2018, it was 4% profit. That's all they made. You you, you make a million dollars and you make 40,000 bucks for for all that work. That's insane. It's nothing, that's nothing. So the salon world, profit margins don't exist. In fact, I read another statistic recently that said that 71% of all salons, now this is the bigger, this is not just lashes, but the hair world, everything combined. 71% of all salons are losing money today. Currently in America. I believe that. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. When you run a business and you pay commissions, 50, 60, 70% commission rates, there's no, way, there's no money left for you to make yeah. a profit. But the individual artist doesn't quite know that or might not be able to care. understand no, that. No. We would put our numbers on the back otherwise. and it, you know have our goals and stuff and everyone was thinking, well, where does the money go? It goes to paying rent. It goes to paying marketing and advertising. Workman's comp insurance. Or, yeah, or payroll. Oh, yeah, workers comp for us. Like We had three people file workers comp in one year. Our 
worst comp tripled. We were oh, paying yeah. for one salon, we were paying $1,000 a month, we are paying almost $3,500 a month for workers comp. And that, just a little sidebar, I must horrible. say, we asked the insurance, the uh, workers comp uh, uh, adjuster, and, and we said, "Is have you ever seen a claim like this? And what do you say? Never, in, never. Like and all uh, in, this, they, in, the, the big insurance company. They said we don't. You guys have had four cases in three years. So, I don't know, and I don't have any other lash salons at all filing workers' comp. You no. guys have taken the pie. So we had a very unique group because one gal won like four or five years ago. I think you know through the years that got passed on. <laughs> hey, you you can win some money, you know. And so I think so. And you're like, don't talk about it. <laughs> no names, no names. I'm just saying that stomping toes. I, I, I think that that basically someone that one person that story got out and these other girls heard about, it, so they filed too. Yeah. And so you know what's funny? That's definitely the ugly side. It's yeah. ugly. Yeah. You know what's funny? Here's something people don't realize. You have to advertise in this business. Everybody thinks they're gonna, or turn the lights on, and customers are gonna flow in, yeah. you don't spend any money on advertisement. Yeah. I used to have this theory when we first started, because I remember the first couple of years, we didn't make any money on our salons, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of our last years come up and they'd have like a check for like 1,500, two grand, I I'm like, yeah. I killed it, yeah. Like, I, I'm I like, wish I made oh, it. I, yeah, you. I wish I could be yeah. an employee. Yeah, yeah. Car and, and so I remember thinking like, man, you guys have no idea. And so I always thought we're gonna spend a ton of money with marketing, with video, with Facebook ads, with Google, and we're gonna blow this thing up and we'll have so many reoccurring clients, we'll finally be able to let off the accelerator. And the truth is, the bigger we got, the more we actually had to spend. That's yeah. right. And so, I'll never forget, every time someone comes to work for us, we say we have a responsibility to make sure that they can make a living to feed their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make financial sense exactly. for us. Exactly. And so, I'll never forget, we cranked it up, we told our marketing guy, we said, hey Renee, crank it, we want you know Facebook, Google, everything going. This was just recently. This was just like this a week, was and, like a a week and a half ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody's like, it's slow, it's slow. I'm like, fine, so we crank it up. We spent like, what is it, 2,700, or I'm sorry, $27,000 on Facebook and Google mm-hmm. ads over the weekend, phones ringing off the hook, everybody blocked out for the weekend. Wow. Everybody yeah, blocked so we off. lost so we lost much business. all those people that yeah. were calling us, went to some else. Let me repeat that number, $27,000 on a weekend. On, a weekend. on the yeah. busiest time in Vegas. Yeah. And people just like, they were like, sorry, you know, I'm sorry. It was we saw your ads, birthday. by the way. Yeah. I, I typed today something about lashes in there. You guys write it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's here. Yeah. He's going to full set after this. That's right. <laughs> I'm going mega volume. Oh, yeah. With some glitter. But yeah. people don't understand that. So as a salon owner, I think that when you're opening, you should think like, hey, why am I going to open? Am I going to open so I can tell like my friends and family like, hey, I have a salon. Are you going to hold that obligation? Like, hey, I'm going to have people work for me and I'm going to have that responsibility to like give them a good paycheck. And that's what we do. And even though like that was, and we even sent our bank statement to the group meet and we we're like, you guys, we just spent this much yeah, I took money. Yeah, a screenshot because like, people are like, oh yeah, sure you spent 20. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I okay. I took it. And you know, you can like with the iPhone, you can like circle yeah, every yeah. train. I took three screenshots yeah. and all showed the weekend dates <laughs> yeah. where it said There's, Facebook 900, Google you're 500, welcome. Yeah. Facebook 900, Google and like, like this is what we did for you guys so yeah. when people say you know why should i build their business i mean that's what you're doing you're building everybody else's business yeah. it's like yeah, yes you yeah. literally you're literally people don't realize that you may work for us but you're we're building your you're, brand yeah your business we're putting those people you're in giving front of the you. opportunities for them to continue to build their skills and it coming you're the one that's risking if somebody has a bad experience coming into your salon you're the one that has to make sure that that person is taken care of yeah whether it's you know free touch-up or whatever it is it's not coming out of the the staff member yeah, they're no. still getting paid right yeah. yeah I mean you're so we always said the owner mm-hmm. we get we um, leaders eat last yeah uh, yeah Simon Sinek. and we also got paid last like it always came down to all the money goes out like is there money left for us yeah and that's when we got paid <laughs> yeah, I know. and we always said guys you when you're with people who are thinking about going on their own nice when you're an employee 
The nice thing about being employees is that you're taken care of and you yeah. don't have to worry about all this stuff. And no if you're that, late complaints. No, yeah. and if you're one of those people that wants low stress in your life and you just kind of want reliability and predictability, and it seems like, I know today that's uncool now. Today, you're only cool if you're on the edge and you're like, you know, watch Shark Tank and Profit and all these shows <laughs> and you're all about entrepreneurship, which is so hip and cool now. But if you're more of a safety person who doesn't like taking chances, then stop thinking about starting your own business. Yeah. You can be happy and be an employee. Yeah. Most of America works for someone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not all all miserable because of that but we have this view we put on people that you're a sucker you you're if you don't horrible. have your own business your yeah. own business you're a loser and I, I would wish we could change that dialogue like it depends on your own makeup and what you really want and out what of the you world. value and if you want security and you want safety then working in a salon can be awesome working for someone like you where everything's provided for you and is you take great. care of people and yeah as opposed to you know if you're always the one that wants to go out on your own and gamble and risk it all then that's your personality then you should do it but yeah. you should know a little bit this is where self-awareness is such a big part of it mm -hmm. is knowing who you are what where your tendencies are and what you like I mean another thing too if you don't like confronting people then you shouldn't be a business owner because yeah. all you do as a business owner is confront people yeah. and put out fires I mean <laughs> we went fires. out to lunch and I, I see their phones blowing and your phones up blowing and, your up and you've got things that you have to handle and it's like that's that's a dirty side yeah. of, 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 of owning no a business freedom, yeah. really. you're no. always you're tethered I yeah. saw a thing once that said a business owner is the, or an entrepreneur is the only person who will work 80 hours so they don't have to work 40. Yep, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> like, I have that quote. So I have true. that quote. Yeah. It's so it true. really is. Today, even now, we're still working for ourselves as I rather would work for myself and work 80 hours than I would yeah. 40 hours mm -hmm. sucks well, to what, me. The, what about the mom guilt? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, with us, it's like we have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, so that's like so hard, yeah. like having to leave them. And we, even though they're in great care, like we have the best yeah, We don't lock nannies. them in a cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob McDonald no. watching no. after them. Yeah, no, no, no. So we have the best nannies. I hate saying that because I always used to make fun of people who had nannies. It's like, <laughs> what a bougie it's bitch. But it's, it's the best help ever. So yeah. I know that with Mike and I, like our goal is to, we say slow down, but I don't think it'll ever happen, so... <laughs> but eventually get to a point where we can just be mom and dad, husband and wife without yeah. the phone going off, you know, our, yeah. our phone in our hands and our kids are like, oh, you know, and I don't I don't want to be like that. So eventually, hopefully we can set this thing up to where other people we're not like our hands are always in it. Yeah. That's the thing. We're just such control freaks. Yeah. And I think that it's good, but it's also like extremely bad. You know what yeah. I mean? So we've got to eventually detach ourselves. And you will. I actually think it's all about setting the systems. And, yeah. And if you can set the right systems, <clears throat> you guys will get to that point where you can put your foot off the pedal and the systems will now drive the machine. Yeah. And, but it takes time. By the way, I just love doing this again. <laughs> um, I was sharing this. this with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was sharing this at uh, lunch um, about that mom guilt is like, I, uh, I prided myself on not working outside of the home until my youngest was in kindergarten. And then I, and then I then I developed business. But now upon reflection, what happened was I mean, the kids still need you at, at you know, when they get Six, older. Seven. And they're oh, still yeah. building memories. And what happened was I was so I mean, you thank goodness you were there. You you I, I was more the stay home dad. You were I, more the stay at home dad. And but I can't reclaim that, that time anymore. Now looking back, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was, More I mean, we enough. built something great and we got all these, so I'm not lamenting the past, but it does come at a cost. It's you a can't have everything. Yeah. You know? want on a salon and you want to have staff, not just you by yourself. Yeah. Working for yourself, I think it's relatively easy doable. to build it. Yeah. You can do mm -hmm. it, and In fact, I think. I think most people who have that entrepreneur's bug should probably just think about working for themselves. That would mm -hmm. be a smarter move for them because yeah. they can control their hours. They can make some good money. They won't make great money. They're not going to make three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars Yeah, because you can only do so much. Yeah, but yeah. you can make, you know, 50, 60, 80, maybe 100,000 dollars a year mm -hmm. and that's good money for most people and then if you you know and then 
that's all you need to aim for. And you should be, don't be in the, I need more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Be, learn to be content with what you have and yeah. celebrate yeah. the wins you have and then go with that. And I think with us, what happens is she got busy and the natural progression was like, well, I need to hire people. I, yeah. need, to, I need to take every client that I have and I need to build this thing and I need to, yeah. you know. And the better and, thing to do is this now, I, I tell people is just raise your prices. If you yeah. are so packed and so busy, Guess what? You can raise. You can hire someone else and go mm-hmm. through all the stress and pain and difficulties and have to learn to really stop being mm-hmm. a artist, start being a business person. Yeah. Or you can just raise your prices, lose some clients, and get new clients in at that higher rate. And you just gave yourself a pay raise with no headache. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we raised our prices over um, two years, four times. Mm-hmm. We lost five percent of our. We went from forty-one an hour to eighty-one an hour. Well, part yeah. of the reason was because in the beginning we didn't know what we were doing and we yeah. didn't even know how to price our, our, our services accordingly. We were losing money yeah. every time we charged service because our costs were higher than the... Well, we didn't right. have time standards we, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But that said... That's stuff tough to figure out. Yeah. Because it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a trial and error thing. It's not like... Yeah. There's not a, an actual written formula like, hey, listen, no. I you charge this much, I'm going to pay this much workman's comp, this much in business payroll taxes, yeah. much modified, this Especially much Especially in, in California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, listen, I envy anybody who opens a business in California. Seriously. Yeah. Even yeah. when we were looking to do franchise, is there like our, our attorney was like listen no, to even go, go into California you have to have 20 established yeah so already franchises you have to put money like an insurance bond into escrow mm-hmm. for in case there's lawsuits or people don't get paid or you guys shut down early and I'm like it is one of the most hostile yeah. environments, environments to build yeah. a business yeah it's insane it yeah. is never. difficult yeah, it is. stay on California. <laughs> Love. Thankfully, there's 49 other states. So there's plenty of places. Yeah. A lot of places to choose. Alaska's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Hawaii. Northern yeah. Lights. Can't get your, brand, get your ranch out If you're a yeah. woman, I heard the dudes outnumber the women 70 to 1. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big win. Hope you yeah. like bear stew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm just kidding, Alaska. Yeah, we, we love, love you, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So they're coming here now, too. The snowbirds are coming here. Yeah. yeah. They said there was about 500,000 people a year wow. from yeah. California moving in. And I yeah. believe it. I've tried to drive the 15 oh, yeah. recently. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, we're ready yeah, to yeah. leave. Man. Yeah, we're get, we're thinking about it. We're looking. It all depends on our kids. All three of our kids are yeah. currently there, so we'll wait and see. But yeah, we're ready. You can to buy leave. a nice piece of property here. They use for nuclear testing for very cheap. Awesome. <laughs> Low radiation, my, yeah. you know, that's cool. Glow at night. Get white teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I forgot what my other thing. Well, was. you were talking about the commission and, and that. Oh, I, I was going to say one of the things for you guys, which we talked about, was team based pay. Can is, you explain to them what team based? Yeah, team based pay is you know if you listen to our podcast, we talk about this all the time. But team based pay basically is where you are no longer paying commission because commission. One of the things about commission is you can't control your budget because in the end. Just because you still made more money doesn't even mean you exactly know what your payroll is right. going to be because the commission just went up. So you Especially can't if you plan. do stagger, like some places like hair salons will do. You, if you do five thousand, you get forty yeah. percent. If you do, you know, eight thousand, you get fifty percent. You know, it's like the the gym, mental gymnastics you have to do to figure out your payroll every month yeah. is insane. You have like full time accountant just sitting there crunching numbers all night. So for us, what was nice about it is you control your payroll when you can just lock it in and say, "I'm not my payroll for our company was for our service providers was never more than thirty five percent." of our total budget. Mm-hmm. Now we also had front desk and we had my, my, my managing fee and all that. So it, our total payroll was over 50%. But for service providers, normally most lawns, your service provider's payroll is 50% starting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it gets yeah. worse. So uh, for uh, what nice thing about team-based pay is you can actually control your payroll. You say, we're gonna tap out, max our payroll at 35%. And then you go work backwards. And you have to basically with us, when we converted, we went through everyone, whoops, and we basically, added up what they're what they made 
through commission. And then we just calculated how many hours they'd work and we went backwards and we'll figure out what their hourly would have been. And then we gave them that hourly. When we converted over from commission to team pays pay, we converted them to 25 an hour or whatever it was per hour. So now they got a little pay, and we gave them a little pay raise too. This show good, good, you know, that, this is a good thing for them because yeah. most of the time, like, oh, you're just changing me this because well, you want to screw me. The, the philosophy. <laughs> oh, that's totally what they think. Yeah. The thought is. Oh, man. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Everybody's so cynical. You're yeah. just trying to screw me all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and always then, that. Yeah. And then well, the business owners always get screwed. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's always the business owner gets screwed. But, yeah. People listening to this podcast may think, well, oh, they like uh, team based pay because they have to pay less. They get to pay less. No, that's not it no. at all. We, you're still pay, no matter what, it's just a different way of looking at it. You're still calculating what they already made. But the thing is, with team based pay, now you have the ability and the tools and the mechanism to be able to encourage other behaviors that you want, the culture. It's with, all more about the culture now than the pay. It's called team based pay, but we always tell them it should be called team based culture. It should culture. be team based yeah. culture. Because it really is focusing a, on the wrong thing. A commission um, a salon creates uh, a culture that's about me, me, me. It's because you're not looking about anybody else. You're only worried about, about your own your schedule. Column. Am I fully booked? Do I have all my clients? Great. I don't care if everyone like, else I don't is need slow. to clean the floors because <laughs> that's not my job. Yeah, it's not my job. I make them enough money. I know, yeah, exactly, I, I don't, right? They could hire someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, they could hire Janet all the money they're making. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but money. Money. With team-based pay, it's different. There, now you have a mechanism on which to... Um, Encourage people to to have the right attitude. Well, the idea is that you control your budget first, and then secondly, now you can pay people based upon performance. So with commission, you're you're basically paid when you're working. When you're not working, you don't give a rat's ass about anything. You're like, screw yeah. all you guys, I'm going to smoke in the back. <laughs> you know? And so, but in the team based pay commission or team based like half our staff. <laughs> yeah. Team based pay, everyone's paid for every hour. The moment they walk in the salon, they would clock in, and the moment they walk out is when they clock out. So they're being paid for every moment there. So when they're they're slow. It's like, hey, can you help with front desk for a second? Like, but they know if they help with front desk, they're going to help the salon do better, which will get busier, so they'll make more money. So everyone's aimed at imp- improving the bottom line for the salon because they all realize the only way I'm going to get my next pay raise is through actually working and right. helping the salon. Beforehand, they got paid just when they did clients. So yeah. that also meant that they didn't want to refer anybody to see their their, yeah. their coworker no, they, because that coworker their, might their steal paycheck. their business. Their but now they really want to fill that spot so that they refer their, the their yeah. people, so there's no wait, not as much of a waiting list now, unless you're really because busy. they're getting they're getting that hourly. Yeah, they're getting, getting that hourly. And if that's someone a, cancels, that's a good point. Because yeah, you, you talked about that earlier today. You're talking about the how they refer off because there yes. is too many people going. You know, as soon as the clients are all the stars, chair, right? Yeah, yeah they, to, to the, the masters, yes. master yeah. lashers, <laughs> closes yes. that door, yes. and they're like, mm, "Let me tell you why you shouldn't go to her." Exactly, yeah. and well, it happens. That that's happens. the ugliness. They undercut each other. Goes, they'll be doing some lashes. Goes, who did your lashes? Well, what do you mean? What's going on? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing. I just had to clean them up a little bit. Yeah, just a little dirty. Or next time, or next time, tell them to do this. I I always do this for you. You know, and it builds that kind of. But what happens is. Yes, it's kind of saying yes. So they're undermining each other. And once we went to team-based pay, now they realize I want to build up everyone because I want everyone in the salon busy. If everyone's busy, the company's making more money. And when pay raise time comes, I'll get my pay raise. And yeah. when I, when my, we also do reviews every quarter. So every three months we sit down, they know if they're winning or if they're losing. If they're losing, we'll tell them what they need to change. If they're winning, they know their next time pay raises come, which is once a year usually, they're going to get a bump. 
What were you saying too about if you're encouraging yeah. and referring back and forth? If a girl leaves, yeah. or a lash artist, I shouldn't say girl, I don't want to like. A woman. Yeah, we always yeah. say women. Or if our one guy leaves. Member. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A team member. Boy, and my well, boy leaves. What happens <laughs> is that the client that walks into the service um, is loyal to your salon. They're not loyal to that Lashers. one individual. Now, of course, people are going to have favorites, and that you can't, can't stop, that. stop that. But what happens is is that they become um, a, a client of, of the, the salon, the, the name. And when somebody leaves, they will still stay. I mean, you might lose 20%, but we for the most part... I lost 10% or less the last few years when someone leaves about 10% or less would <laughs> leave. You've gotten owned with that. Yeah, yeah. you guys shared. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you've had your we, fair we share. We had a couple, couple girls leave, take over yeah. 100 clients. Yeah, because, and this is what I did in the beginning. High five. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you're still you got, Hey, you guys are welcome if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're the ones giving us the thumbs down every week on our YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. It's only two thumbs down every yeah. week. That's right. Hey, good luck good dealing luck. with all the complaints yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I first started, I wanted to hire people that were go-getters and they could just build the business and they had those people skills and I didn't have to do anything. I thought that was the win. Yeah. So basically, I let them go in your room, do your own thing, and what happens is when they decided to leave, everybody went with them. I had no I had no contact with that client. Yeah. The client didn't see me or the, or, or the salon yeah. as any benefit. So what we learned through team-based pay is that the more hands that your company touch points, touch points your front desk person, the, the, help, the person Manager. that's assisting, comes in, other team members, they're saying hi to that client. You train yeah. them. You, you train them to engage. Yep. They begin to recognize, oh, it's a salon thing. So even if they follow Jane Doe t- from her place on her, in her bedroom, yeah. when, you, when you leave, they can't replicate the it. The they can't, they, yeah. We aim towards back. experience. We went from yeah. creating just a because most places leave, they just go oh, yeah. in a room by themselves. Uh-huh. So that's not a great experience. No. But when you know that you're going to get a phone call from us to, to confirm, or you know that you're going to get your, the emails and the texts, all that's there. And then when they come in, we had our front desk stand up, greet them. Greet them, yes. know their name. Yes. 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 Water. Exactly. And if I came out, I'd come by and say hi. Tess would walk by and say hi to everyone. So they know, wow, everyone's engaging me here. I love this place. As yeah. opposed to I love my stylist. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. by sharing, People, Dude, this, they can see anyone. This, yeah. this, yeah. Just this segment, the team-based the experience. pay. Yeah. This whole thing is, is just, if you're listening to this podcast right now or you're watching, however you're listening, that in itself is, learn from like us, learn from yeah. them. It's worth this weight in gold because we've, we've learned that lesson so many times. We've mm-hmm. lost a lash artist and they've taken all the clients and we start back at zero and we got to spend yeah. money. It's like literally, they say the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. It's, what, it's what we've been doing, what yeah. we've been battling with. And I know this works because I'll give you an example. Like we have a favorite doctor. We go see a favorite mm-hmm. pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And like we run into him all the time. We <laughs> see him in weird random places. <laughs> Super awesome guy. He's funny. Like I just get along great with him. But once in a while, like he's so busy, they'll put us with the other doctors there too. Yeah. But we know because we've been with three or four of the other main doctors there yeah. when they put us there, it's still going to be a great appointment. It's like, yeah. oh no, appointment's over. We're going to reschedule six months from now when he yeah. goes back uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. because we know that everybody else has been uh-huh. good because I've had a chance. If I'm only rebooking with that same person over and mm-hmm. over, that's the only thing I know. So when he leaves, I'm like, I'm following him. I'm loyal. Well, yeah. do you know him? No, nope, yeah. don't know him, but I'm yeah. loyal to him because it's all I've yeah. ever known because I'm yeah. very narrow-minded. <laughs> I don't yeah. think outside the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's important because it's it's such an experience that like all that matters is how they feel when they leave. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not just their lashes. Mm-hmm. It's like that the inner feeling thing. like, oh the my God, they know my thing. name. And yeah. we've always been big on that, but I think that they're touching on a lot of things that mm-hmm. probably why we're getting screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, one of the other benefits of, do, of running a team-based culture is that um, oh, the, the thought just escaped me. Um, oh, is that because you're able to plan for um, your costs, you're able to do other things for right. them. Yeah. For example, mm -hmm. if you actually become more profitable if you're if you're following using all the tools. So you can offer insurance. You can offer these things. Which we did pay trainings. Which, by the way, most salons can't afford to. Yeah, we closed we down. We did that with Sandra. Yeah, mm -hmm. we we close our salon down every month for three mm -hmm. hours or six, actually six hours and Tess would train the staff. It was yeah. every month. And then we also did um, paid, they get paid breaks. So they get paid when they're not, you know, when they take their 10, 15 minute break, they're being paid. They had, um, they didn't get paid lunches. They had to clock out for lunch, but they also got, um, if we w did anything where, like when we went to Vegas, we paid all our staff, their, their all their costs, their hotel, their traveling fees, all that stuff. We pay for that stuff. And, and you can't afford that if you're on commission because right. generally you're breaking. Yeah. The only way salons do make it is by offering training and products, which is mm -hmm. what all the, a lot of people have done. They move into the training products, and now that gives them a little bit of cash and extra money, so they can do a lot of these extras. Right. But just a slum by itself, if you're a single practitioner and you wanna go out for your own, and you think, I'm gonna provide all these cool stuff, and then you pay 50% or more commission, you're gonna quickly yeah. realize you're not eating, and you're working like a dog, and not getting anything from it. Yeah. So that you really and still be being careful. villainized. So, let's flip gears for a second mm -hmm. so let's say they're the, a lash artist now mm -hmm. they're the ones out there they're not they're not quite at that salon level yet right mm -hmm. you were talking mm -hmm. about like if they're the local <clears throat> one in the area now because it's it's hard to start out there and market yourself yeah mm -hmm. if you're not in a, going into an established salon so what would you say would be kind of some pros or some tips you know mm -hmm. for them to do to get started, uh, yeah, to like get started out. Thing going. Mm. I mean, I know for us, you mm. want to share what you did. I mean, I, a lot was just mostly networking. I mean, she yeah. went, was part of like five or six networking groups. Okay, two things. Uh, the first thing is is work on your craft. Okay, and work on, work on all those skills. Um, if you aren't having a return clientele, um, there's a there's a reason. Does mm -hmm. it seem like that's the number one asked question amongst most lash artists? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. It's, a big, with it's a big question. Yeah. And that to me, that's your first litmus test. When you say after the appointment, let's book your next appointment. And they and, don't want to. And they don't want to. Now, sometimes people, sometimes people, they they forgot their phone or whatever. They can't. But if you follow up with that person, they're like, no, no, there's a reason why they're not. Okay. You have a satisfaction um, guaranteed. And it's almost like it's a litmus test. If they're willing to book with you right away, it means you've done something right. Yeah. Okay. If you have not done something right and they don't want to, you've got to figure out why. What is it? Is it they're not lasting? So you're going to ask them, you know, how do they wear? That's yeah. one of the questions that we yeah, ask yeah. every single time. How did your lashes wear? We always Were there any a issues? Phone, a phone call two to three days after. Not mm -hmm. always. We tried to. Where we follow up and ask them if they if they didn't rebook. We say, so hey, if how you're was your starting experience? out, this is and what you I can do. I would call and I would say, hey, how was your experience? And a lot of times you get the voicemail, so it may take a couple of calls. But we hit the FU button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but eventually, if you get someone, by far for us, because we're a very expensive salon, the majority were like, well, it's just a one time thing. I just couldn't afford it. Love the lashes. It was great. But I would bet if you're one of these stylists that's starting out and you're just really, price is not your issue right now, most likely, you're just trying to get people. Just call and ask people. They're got most people, not everyone. Some will be polite and some will be nice. But some people say, oh, I just didn't wear as well. It wasn't the look I was going for. Get some of that feedback because I think for you, you need to learn. You need information when you're new. Mm -hmm. You just need information. Yeah. Let me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. 
then you can begin to work on that craft and begin to figure out. Yeah, and 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 figure out ways to give it away so that you can learn. A right. lot of times people are just like, I'm gonna work. My, I'm worth this much money, and yeah. I'm not gonna Stop. do this. And you're not worth anything. No, <laughs> if you no, no offense, you're worth nothing. When I first no started, it's like the lashes that I wanted to give. I at the end of the appointment, I was like, that's not good enough. So I would say, listen, I'm not really super jazzed about how they turned out. I want you to come back tomorrow. Yeah, and I didn't have mm-hmm. any sense of money, so it wasn't super profitable. Yeah. But what I did was I learned how to do the lashes well so that mm-hmm. people liked it. You, you talked about networking in the beginning. How did you yeah. network? Okay, well... Um, a, lot of the, a, lot of these, a lot of these girls out there, they don't know. They took a one-day course. Yeah. Some instructor lied to them and said, you're going to make $100,000 yep. a year. Welcome to your... Because you're going to yeah. do 10 new sets a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they're, like, they're on social media and they see all these other lash pages that have like 30,000 followers and they're like... It, or someone asks a question last group, they always say, F, follow, I'm going to follow. Yeah. Follow yeah. for a follow. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't do anything for the no, business. Nothing. How did you network? Um, this well, is before I, Instagram, by the way. Yeah, this is, there was no Instagram. No there was Instagram. no Yelp. Um, I joined a, a local networking uh, organization in my neighborhood. It was called BNI, Business Networking International. And they would meet the crack of dawn at some old country club and you'd have this the nasty breakfast really it really was but the, what they <laughs> the were yeah, yeah but, we were uh, trying to go for the wives <laughs> <laughs> um but i met um i met doctors there yeah i met real estate agents um i met uh Who lawyers cards to the okay. whole point of this thing was to promote each other and mm-hmm. every meeting you got up and stand up and you gave a two two minute elevator pitch this is my business and the whole did. organization was like uh, everyone would stand up and oh Oh, I referred so and so and so and so. It's a you referral know. network, is what it is. So um, I got comfortable learning how to pitch in two minutes. Talk about my business. Yeah. I learned how to, um, you know, basically it gave me an open door to some real estate agents. So I would say, hey, come and come yeah. see my salon. I'll, I'll do your lashes for you, and then you can refer people. And because they joined the the the, the group, they wanted to refer people too. Because so, that's how you get graded in that group. Oh, that's that was super really cool. Mm-hmm. And then wow. we also joined a thing called ACX, which was a, 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 trade, a trade or a barter. Or, organization. So basically what that. you do is you give them a bunch of gift certificates which gives you credit to take out of their uh, to take out their network. Yeah. So I, I got things like I, I got a limousine, I got But the point was that whatever. people redeem those gift certificates yeah. and come into our and try us. So we got clients through that. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a lost art nowadays? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, all of the that. networking. All the networking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, because everyone people, thinks like, they want to get rid of the humanistic they, Yeah, they, they just want to go on Instagram they need to some pictures. Yeah. Also, I'd say give yourself a year. If you're not booked after a year, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, something I think wrong. most you need people, to stay away from the one day training. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people think they th- should be booked like in two months or three months. I'm like, stop yeah, it. No. You, you got to pay your dues, save some money up, have a little war chest in place so that you actually can survive the lean time. Yeah, and then you're going to have to give it away in the beginning. You're going to have to, if, especially if you're brand new. You have to give it you away. You can't be like, I'm worth this much. Shut up. You've just learned <laughs> two weeks ago, or if and you, you're worth a you know, hundred an hour, stop it. Yeah, or if you do take a one day training, don't think that you possess the skills that you just learned. You have to own practice. it. And that means practicing. So what I would do on your existing clients, I would say, listen, I just learned a new technique. I'm going to give you some extra time um, until let's just work with this until um, until I'm good at it. And then I'll char- charge you, you know, but the person's like, oh, great. I'm getting extra stuff. But th- then you possess the skill after several weeks. Yeah. And she gave stuff away, too, in the beginning. And that's where I've heard a lot of people say, I'm, I'm never going to do anything for free or like that. You have like to. You yeah, you can't just, have that mentality. you got to be willing to be humble, eat the humble pie. You're trying to build up fans. And the only mm-hmm. way you build up fans is by having people in your chair. So if you're going to sit there with your pie, it's like, yes. I'm waiting until someone's willing to pay my rates. Guess what? You're going to be slow and dead for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But if and you're broke. willing and broke, but if you're willing to say, I am going to just do whatever it takes, hustle, as long as I have 
bodies in there. Everybody's got a fragile little ego nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They cannot can hang. Nobody yeah. can take that negative criticism. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody can take the fact that someone didn't like their work. They got a bad review. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's sitting in their chair twenty four seven. You know, yep. someone's. They like, just want everything so fast. Yeah. And well, it, I blame social media. It is. I really it's do. Absolute, absolutely. A bunch of old people here talk about social media. What is that? Twitter. Back in my day, mass television was the way to go. I want to share one more thing. It's, it's basically the same attitude. If you look at every hour that you have available to sell, you're trying to, uh, to try to book some. You're basically trying to work during that time, even if you have to give it away. It's still yeah. going to benefit you. Yeah, because they're going to tell people. So another way to do it is hairdressers. Mm. Now yes. you go to that hairdresser and you give your service away for free, and you tell her, you know listen, I, I can take care of you as long as you refer two or three people to me, you know, whatever the program is. But you give it away first mm -hmm. so that she's, and she lo learns to love it and depend on it. So she's going to be motivated to refer her clients to you. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. Also, you can do that with um, this uh, is like old nail text too. Yeah, because yeah. it's all females and mm -hmm. they're staring at you mm -hmm. and it's, Perfect. I, I Hairdressers get, are fantastic because their clients are your clients, yeah, and they're also exactly. And if you get one that's at the level that you're aiming for, too, yes, yeah, you're not going with supercuts, but you're going to like someone <laughs> yeah. else. You know, so I love you, supercuts. <laughs> but yeah, I found a lot of success with networking with uh, some pr uh, pretty prominent plastic surgeons. Yeah, plastic surgeons were because huge they were my specific. Their clients were my clients. Yep. And so I would they take care their of their clients. staff. I would take yep. care of the doctor's staff. They know? see the mm -hmm. lashes on the the front desk. Yeah. They'd be like, Oh my gosh, where do you get those from go to yeah. the optometrist take care of all the girls there mm -hmm. the women yeah. there that kind of stuff and you're but you're giving it away but don't look at it, it look at it as your as your advertising yeah the cost of doing business i think this is really old school and i i only love this because i read a, a salon that's been growing massively over the united states and i forgot the name of the salon but they basically what they do is they go into a new neighborhood and they give away a little business card. They tell all their staff, they hire like 15 stylists. Free service. A free haircut. Now the haircuts there are 40 to 60 bucks. So it's not a big expense, it's not like free lashes, which could be like for us with three, 400 bucks. But 40, 60 buck haircut. So that's pretty cheap. So they go out and they pass them out. Two months later, the salon is fully booked. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because they gave out you know hundreds of free appointments yeah. and then everyone comes back after that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where business cards, even that, which is a lost art, I think mm -hmm. you don't realize, have that in your pocket, hand them out to people, tell people, give them a half off, give them reason to come in and try it. You'll be it's shocked. Good. It's good to use the new tools, the new technology yeah. at your disposal, but there is something to be said about the relationship, about the relationship yeah. and giving the networking and giving away the free service mm -hmm. to get them in, to get them to give them a taste, at least come try. Exactly. Yes. And I think, honestly, yeah. there was a lot of value in there's this. A lot, there was so much value in this one. <laughs> this is coming from a very good wisdom point of view as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of experience, Thanks. a lot of lumps yeah. there. We appreciate having you guys on. Yeah. I think we went long. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling like no, it's it's totally no, fine. Listen, we'll cut it's this worth into it. Two-parter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Sandra style. Yeah. <laughs> she was talking. No, listen, we appreciate having you guys. Yeah. We appreciate all the insight. I think it was some super good stuff. Cool. Anybody listening should definitely go back, take some notes, follow the stuff. This stuff all works. It's practical. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel here. This no. stuff has been no. out since the beginning of time. Yeah. 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 Well, that's all we have for you to for we'll say today. <laughs> that's all we have for you today. <laughs> As always, if you haven't done so yet, please refer a friend, subscribe, and just anybody out there who could use who benefit, who's struggling, or maybe someone who's just killing it, but just wants a good laugh here and there. Yeah, and follow <laughs> Lashcast podcast. Follow Lashcast oh, yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast as well. We share tips for free all the time on yeah. there. By the way, mm -hmm. that's right. 
Make sure you guys follow them as well. Until then, we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.